Dustin Five Star here, letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Thanks for making us a part of your St. Jude Marathon weekend. Coming up at 11 is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Our guest, oh man, we got some big guests coming up. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Coco Beware will both join us in the Wrestling Hour this week. That's two WWE Hall of Famers. We'll also give away tickets to see a future WWE Hall of Famer. His name is Rey Mysterio. We'll give uh, tickets away. He'll be in Memphis next week. We'll give those tickets away. That's all coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. There is so much to talk about right now, CJ. This is like this is like peak everything. Um, and, of course, the Grizzlies just had to add in to the fact that they made a coaching change while all of this other stuff is going on in the world of college football around here that's got folks interested. And um, so we're about to talk about that because every week in the 10 o'clock hour, my buddy Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer joins me on this show for some Kevin sanity. And we talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's do that now. <laughs> Come on! Sanity. All right, a little uh, the Home Alone intro there, very uh, appropriate for this time of year. Uh, what's going on, Life? How are you, sir? Uh, nothing, you know. It's a quiet week. <laughs> Nothing's going on. Nothing's happening. Um, no, not really. All right, so ten in a row. Who would have? Who who would have thunk? We talked last week that we would probably be back here on Saturday, uh, saying the Grizzlies didn't win. CJ thought the Grizzlies would would will pull pull off a victory by now. Um, they have not. Have they played the Cavs yet? Oh, you're big, say the you Cavs? said they were going to beat the Cavs. Yeah, okay, that's their next game. Okay, so uh, I, I don't think I got bad news, <laughs> CJ. <laughs> you, are you still confident in your pick from last week that they would beat the Cavs? Just when you count them out, they get one. All right, sure. That's the not. I don't know about this version of of the Grizzlies. Okay, uh, let's get right to it. So the Grizzlies fired Coach Fisdell. Um They did. What? What was your? Just give me your initial reaction, and has it changed, over, evolved here as uh, more information has come out, or where? What were your first thoughts when this went down? 
I was shocked that they had, that they did it already um, initially. But you know, as I thought about it, um, uh-huh. yeah, rightly or wrongly, it's the NBA, and when the coach and the best player on the team don't get along, um, the coach doesn't win. I mean, maybe there are two or three coaches in the league that might win that battle: Popovich, uh, Spolstra, and maybe Rick Carlisle. Right? Every other coach in the league, if your best player doesn't like you and 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 has kind of given up on on you. You get fired. I mean, that's just that's the way it is, rightly or rightly or wrongly. I'm not I'm not defending that as a as a uh, justification for firing a coach. I'm just saying that's what happens. Um, so it's not as shocking as I as it maybe initially was. I did not expect it to do that that quickly. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, you we knew all of us in the media standing there in that locker room listening to Marcus Gasol after the Brooklyn game when he had been benched for the entire fourth quarter and the coach wouldn't even talk to him <laughs> that um you know that that it was going to bring about some sort of a reckoning you know there's there's been tension in that relationship forever we've talked about it on this show uh, it was not a secret uh, and people acting like it was a secret or were not paying attention to the right people um and you knew that eventually it would come to a head um, I did not expect it to happen that quickly, and, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't think anybody did. But at the same time, like this, this losing streak—they've lost ten games in a row now. The last year that they had a losing streak of ten or more games, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and what happened that year? Mark Ivoroni got fired. Uh, you just you get fired if you lose ten games in a row in the NBA. Also, Is, yeah. Uh, well, okay, so. Um... So, do you, so does that mean you don't blame Mark? Should people blame Mark? Is this really the root? Because this, this is what people think, is that it's it's down to Mark Gasol, indirectly or directly, however you want to look at it, somehow was, if, if Mark was getting along with Fisdale, he would still be the coach, I guess, is one way to look at it. So did Mark get him fired? No, I don't think those those two statements don't mean the same thing. If Mark were getting along with Fisdale, I think the team would be playing better, right? Um, I think, sure, the the relationship between those two uh, was pretty much damaged irreparably a year ago, and was just not not salvageable. If those two had had gotten along and had not um, and had been on the same page, sure. But I also think that if that were, were true, they would have been performing better on the court. You know, uh, at some point, it's up to the coach to get to get your team bought into what you're doing. Um, I don't I don't think it's fair to I don't think it's the coach killer thing. That's a, I don't think that's necessarily fair, uh, especially because I, I really do. I take Mark at his word. He did not call Robert Perry and say, Hey, you got to fire this guy. Right. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't believe that he did that for a second. That's just not really how he operates. Um, we, if we flash back, like the beginning of the season, I remember us having a conversation on these very, very radio station that even if the Grizzlies, like I, it was hard to imagine a scenario that even if the Grizzlies got into a losing streak early in the season, like they just are currently in, that they would fire Coach Fisdale. But I guess we just didn't factor in the fact that if he's not getting along with Mark or Mike or whichever one it happens to be Mark, 
that that could be a reason because Fisdale so respected in not only the national media, like that hire was such a good PR move for the Grizzlies, right? Everybody said this yeah. is a great hire, like the national media, the NBA itself, like the coaches and, and, and the players like LeBron James, obviously Dwayne Wade coming to his defense this week. Like he's so respected in the league with the, with the, with the media. And uh, he just seemed to be beloved by so many people just in Memphis, the way he was putting himself in, into the community that it just seemed like it was going to be a, and he seemed to like, he made the playoffs, right? Last year, his first year, like he seemed to be uh, here for the long haul, that it was going to take something pretty significant to get rid of him. And eight game losing streak uh, or nine game losing streak. What was his number? Who's eight? Yeah. So, yeah, he was eight. so um, that to me, I, it has to be down to the Marcus All, right? Because we did not I didn't I didn't see this coming. I think a lot of fans still did not see this coming and um even when it happened Well I don't think it's an either or. I think it's both. Okay. You know, I think if you're losing eight games in a row, you don't you're you're right. you're desperate to figure something out on the court. It doesn't look like you're going to figure something out on the court and then to cap it all off, you decide to send the message to the the only max player on your team who's currently healthy and the best player on your team uh, that, uh, you know, sent, I, and I don't even necessarily think that it's, that it's the fact that he sent the message, right? I think if he benches Mark Gasol, and then when Mark Gasol stands up to say, hey, are you going to put me on the game? And Fisdale says, no, you're playing like crap. I'm going to leave the young guys out there. You know, I think they still have a, they still have a meeting Monday morning and yell at each other, but I, I, I don't think, he gets fired, right? It's the way he handled it. I, I don't think Fizdale is blameless in this at all. I mean, I think, you know, you, Fizdale was not talking to Marcus All. Marcus All stood up to be put back in the game and was not acknowledged. Mike Conley even stood up to be like, hey, are you going to put him back in the game? Right. And was not acknowledged, right? I mean, that's, and then after the game, they, they didn't have a conversation then. And then Fizdale came to the to the press conference and basically said, like, well, if Mark has a problem with it, he can, he can talk to me about it. It's like, well, he tried to talk to you about it while the game was still happening. You didn't talk to him, you know. Okay, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think it was pretty pretty, pretty bad way to handle There's a, a combo of factors, but one of those factors was he wasn't getting along with Mark. But how much of him not getting along with Mark was Fizdale's fault for his right. lack of communication? Because when you uh, talk about it, big topic in this town is right. Tubby Smith. I know you're a big fan of Tubby Smith, like so an alum of the <laughs> University of Memphis. But like as a college basketball coach. It's part of your job is to coach basketball on the actual court, but your main job is to recruit. And yeah. in in professional basketball, part of your job is to coach what happens on the court, but your main job is to control egos and yeah, and and deal with these egos. And that's a and big, that was supposed to yeah. be Fisdale's strength, right? I right. mean, when they hired him from from the East, it was like, oh, well, he's LeBron and Wade's guy, and apparently he's still LeBron and Wade's guy, right? <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, you know, I, I think. I think he kind of believed his own hype a little bit. You know, this is this is a guy who came in on his first day as an NBA head coach, walked up to Zach Randolph and said, "You are not a starter in this league anymore." Right. You know, day one, and you know Zach wanted to get a Zach wanted to get another contract, so Zach took that right, and and Zach was a professional, and Zach said, "All right, I'll come off the bench." But it's no secret every time the cameras were off, Zach Randolph was saying. I should be starting. He said that. To me. He said that to everyone in the locker room, right? I should be starting. I don't understand why I'm not starting, but yeah. 
I'm going to be a professional about it, right? So, like, he's lucky. He's lucky that Zach was in a contract year. Basically, is what I'm saying. Like, there's a there's a way to there's a way to be blunt and 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 tell things like it is, and there's a way to be tactless. And I think Fisdale sometimes errs on the side of tactless. Yeah. All right. We're talking with Kevin White. He joins us every week for some Kevin Sanity as we talk about uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. So this obviously changes expectations and predictions for the rest of the season. And that's why it's kind of like to me, I, I would have tried my best, whoever made the decision actually to get rid of Fisdale, to try to resolve the situation. Because I think once you do fire him, it uh, at least becomes, yes, maybe JB uh, Bickerstaff could be a great coach, but it seems to me like no playoffs. Like, I immediately, once he gets fired, it's like my predictions go from, yes, the Grizzlies are going to be between six and eight in the playoffs to the Grizzlies are not making the playoffs. Well, uh, to, it depends on my Conley, right? If my Conley doesn't come back till after Christmas, they're not making playoffs, period. If 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 they can kind of win two or three games in the next week or two and, and not be too far behind, it's not like the rest of the West is running away from them, right? Oklahoma City is terrible, too. Um, there are a lot of teams that are kind of underperforming in that second tier of the West. And so, you know, you look at the Clippers, you look at the Nuggets have injury stuff. All these teams have injury stuff, or they're just not in the Thunder. Yeah. are the only one who don't have injury stuff, and they're not playing well either. Uh, it's not out of reach yet. You know, and but, of course, of course, you're the the correct response to that life was supposed to be that you know the JB took that Houston team to the playoffs when he became interim coach. So yeah, he has he history of, to the of playoffs, doing, yeah. and his two best players hated each other, right? right? So he's got he knows what he's doing. Um, but you know, it's all about Conley. If they if they get Conley back, and uh, I still think there's no way a team with a healthy Gasol and Conley on it wins fewer than forty games. I just don't. They're just they're good enough right. to get you forty games. They're that good together. So, of course. But but Conley is not did not play well before he got injured. But hopefully he'll be back no, he was at a hundred percent. Right, he was the first two three games of the season. Yeah. Conley was was playing pretty well. He's never been. He yeah, hurt. he's never. Yeah, he's never been at a hundred percent since the very beginning of the season, and that's when they were beating the best of the best. So, do are we going to look up in uh, a year or so, and Le- we're going to have uh, the Los Angeles Lakers coached by uh, Fisdale with LeBron James on the team? <laughs> I think, I think they really like Luke Walton, but uh, yeah, who knows? Or I don't know. Maybe it's the Cavs coached by Fisdale because it seems like LeBron, 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 and D Wade they really sticking up for lots of folks sticking up for him um, across the league. They really mm-hmm. like Fisdale, and we liked Fisdale too. And yeah, I like Fisdale too, and I still think he can be a good coach. I think. You know, the spin from the franchise, right, is that uh, you look at the losing streak, you look at how they've done this year, you look at how they've done since the All-Star break, and they have underperformed. Uh, they've had injuries problems since then, right? And also, that's with a Marcus All who didn't like the coach. So uh, how much of that is Fisdale and how much of that is his personnel? Who knows, right? It is true that they underperformed. It is true that they did not look organized on offense. It's true that... Uh, this team is nowhere near as good out of timeouts as they were under Dave Yeager and Michael Hollins, right? I mean, there's something to be said for the actual, like, the coach as the tactician. And I think right. that's the kind of coach that Marcus Gasol wants to play for, right, um, is, is a tactician, a guy with a system. Um, and he's got a lot of young guys who don't have a high basketball IQ, and he's got a coach who is not that kind of a coach. He's a personality manager. So it's, it's, it was a weird fit to begin with. But I thought it was – I still think Fisdale can be a good head coach. Uh, he's just got he's just going to have a little bit more assistant involvement on the actual X's and O's. I think, but um, yeah, he, I think he'll be a head coach again. He'll probably do well. I, I think so too. What do, so? What do we do with all these Fizz glasses we got last year? <clears throat> well, um, you know, you got rooked. 
<laughs> can we still say those catchphrases? Are we still, are, are we still take that for data? Is that still? Um, it's obviously not going to be on a growl towel anytime soon, but uh, it's, it's still it's still part of our. It was such a great new phrase. Like we need it in a, in a time where we needed new phrases that were not grit and grind, right? To say take that for data, yeah. and you got rooked. Uh, so many T-shirts now out there and uh, fizz glasses that we need to. Either I mean, just just say because we still like Fizz, right? Uh, it's still a great histor- moment in Grizzlies history. It's going to be on top ten list for a minute, one of the best press conferences uh, in NBA history. So, uh, yeah. and, and it was while he was with the Grizzlies. Um, it was great. And I want to say I do want to address. Uh, there's I've heard murmurs about like, oh well, if he hadn't been all in the taking down nine hundred one stuff, he wouldn't have got fired. I don't believe that. That's not true. He, that didn't have anything to do with it. They they were fine with him doing that. What they're taking down, taking down all the statues? Yeah, I mean, I, he didn't get fired because he took political stand. No, no, that, I want to, I want to quash that. I've heard that. I've heard mumbles about that from people. Not true. Didn't happen. That's not not related. That doesn't happen in the NBA. Uh, I mean, at least it hasn't seemed to happen in the NBA. Even though they don't want their their players taking a knee, but um, he he yeah. he fought. He he did everything that you know he was supposed to. His involvement in the community, I think, probably helped him. I think they like that. And yeah. uh, and and we're looking forward to having him involved with the MLK 50 events here coming up in January, back on national TV, right? Going against the Lakers. Yeah, uh, so, absolutely. Like that's so I, yeah. I just wanted to address that because I'd heard mm-hmm. people say that. It's not true. Not you, the politics. The politics didn't have anything to do with it. If, if you're listening and you want to win tickets to go see the Grizzlies versus the Lakers, possibly get their first win in a long time on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> on, uh, we are giving those tickets away uh, during uh, Cerrito Bingo at Laughlin Yard, Sunday Funday Bingo. So come play bingo with me. It's free every Sunday at Laughlin Yard downtown uh, between 5 and 7. We're giving away tickets to the Martin Luther King Day uh, game uh, during that event. So are we gotta, uh, we're not going to have time for trending topics. This really was the the trending topic of the week. I mean, I was on Channel yeah. 3. I go on Channel 3 quite often uh, on a panel to talk about what's really trending. They call it Water Cooler Wednesday. And very rarely do we have a sports story in it. But we talked about Coach Fisdale during this segment uh, because that is what everybody was talking about around the water cooler. It's something that um, that, that shocked a lot. Top three, yeah. the top three stories on our site were my Grizzlies posts. I mean, this is, that's what everybody wants to know about is the Grizzlies this week. And, and the timing couldn't be worse as far as like sports fans because all this coaching change is going on. In, in college football, could you like not have waited till January for this to go down? Uh, let us catch a breath to talk uh, all the conversation. We're talking about who's coaching this, who's going to be the coach here, yada, 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 yada. Okay, we got to go really fast to wrap up this conversation about Fizdo. <laughs> but um, what do you say about the people who are saying, why does this not been reported till this week that Gasol was not getting along with Fizdo? That seems, I see a lot of people being like, well, why didn't anybody say anything about this until now? They acted like everybody knew about it, but it didn't seem like that was common knowledge. I would say those people need to read me and Chris Harrington and maybe Calkins more. All right, so they, so it was this, out this there. They just didn't this see was it. Addressed. I mean, obviously, it's not the specifics of the, the relationship. That's mm-hmm. you always hear that stuff off the record. Like you know, uh, you can't. That's the kind of thing that nobody can ever talk about until after it's common knowledge, right? But uh, the specifics of you know, are Fizdale and Gasol going to get along? I mean, I was addressing that in my previous stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody. I think everybody did. Um, I think. I think there's a. You know, it depends on where you get your news from. We talked about it on this show. Yeah, that's no, that's true. Uh, but that's that's all. There's so much misinformation that gets out there, right? From the statue stuff to the, to this, uh, there's a lot of people who are just confused. Like, why didn't I know what was happening? This is probably it. No, it's not. And somebody shares something on Facebook, and it just becomes like you know fake news. Uh, 
But right. what your last thing is on the front office? Do you think this make this means eventually we're going to get a change in the front office, or we have no idea because the ownership stuff is in question, and it's just going to be. I mean, an that's in- what it is. Yes. Yeah, I, I and I've said this like I I think they need to make a change at the front office at this point. I mean, I just I think it's time, but until they know who the owner is going to be next year, not happening. It is, and you talk to like uh, you see these national uh, people talk about it. It is fascinating that this Grizzlies franchise is able to really find good coaches from people like Hubie Brown to Lionel Hollins and and Dave Yeager and now David Fisdell, but it just doesn't work out with them. Like it's it's bizarre. <laughs> these are pretty good coaches, yeah. all of them, uh, and yeah, they all and win and go to the playoffs, right? Well, you know, and it's different different ownership regimes too. Like yeah. this is. Uh, you know, it was kind of the Levian, the Levian situation is when Lionel was let go and, and Jaeger was brought in. And then Chris Wallace took over, kind of came back into the fold or when I came back from exile in Siberia. And, you know, he didn't hire Jaeger in the first place. And so there, there's tension there and they weren't happy with how the team was going and, and they wanted out. And so then they bring in Fisdale. You know, ultimately though, if you're, if you hire a coach so bad, you have to get rid of him in a hundred games. Like ultimately that's, the fault of the person who hired him. Right, <laughs> you know? exactly. So if there, if somebody is going to take the fall for it and for the Chandler Parsons contract and you know all these other things, this, we can't ignore the fact that this is not this is not this is not a very strong roster, right? Like especially with the injuries, um, just defensively, there, there's no hope for this roster. So, all right, we, we got to let you uh, go. Like, will the Grizzlies have a win by this time uh, next week? They have four games. CJ predicting Cavs victory uh, this evening. <laughs> I think those. I think the Minnesota and the New York games. They have to beat those as must wins. They got to get one of those, or it's going to be like the twentieth before they win. Right. Oh, holy mackerel! All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like we, we will talk to you next week. We'll get back to some regular trending topics then as well. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. That is Kevin Light from the Memphis Fire Fallen at Flyer Grizz Blog. When we come back, it's the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. We will talk wrestling on the radio next here on Sports Fifty Six and Eighty Seven Seven FM. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and treat specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning, side effects may include winning prizes, laughing out loud, high five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Monday night at Canvas, every Tuesday night at Rec Room, and East Memphis Mellow Mushroom, every Wednesday night at Tampa Tap, downtown, and and every Thursday night at the Green Beetle, the Arcade Restaurant, and Pimento's Kitchen and Market.